Welcome to the Grace World Podcast. I'm Dan Hewitt. And I'm Becky, his wife. This is episode 120. Ding, 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 a round number. Yay. Hi, guys. I'm have, hoping you're having a dodecahedral day. Oh, my word. Eye roll <laughs> moment. What <laughs> the heck? That's wait, twi- wait, dodecahedral has something to do with tens. Doe, I don't know. Tell me. It's 12-sided, but that's 12 like, sided but we're doing that 10 times, so we're at 120. <laughs> okay. Fun so, with numbers and patterns. That's truly exciting, and hey, what's Welcome, going on here everybody. today? Oh, a nice light breeze, so we're going to clean mm-hmm. out, some baking. My office is a train wreck on. right now, putting in new shelving, rearranging everything, hopefully getting it all cleaned out. Yep. We're in, we're in clean out mode. I clean it out. That's been our... What did my father used to say? Clean it up, clean it out, do with, throw it away, do without, something like that. Yeah, cute little saying. That's nice. Yep. But we have some thoughts because it's Sunday and we like to do a podcast on Sunday and talk about stuff that's relevant to our life and how God met, meets mm. us in our places of our life. Mm. So today we're going to talk about... Did God meet you this week? What do you value? Hmm. I, yeah. What do you value? Tell me about that. Well, where are you going with that? I'm in a situation in my life, uh, in my work, where things are going uh, not so smoothly in the relational mm. category and in the process, to be honest. Things are getting kind of bumpy with the project that we're working on. Okay. And uh, not going. There's a lot of tension and a lot of uh, unmet expectations. And so I've been thinking about, and it's making me prickly in my little spirit and trying to figure out, okay, why is this causing me consternation? And then there's opportunity for a lot of problem solving. And honestly, if anybody asked my opinion, and sometimes I give it even when it's not asked, Mm -hmm. I try to help and feel like there are lots of processes that could be done um, differently Mm -hmm. for a better outcome. Okay. Um, but I'm not in the position where I do get a lot of input about any changes that need to be made or processes or input. So I was thinking about that. Well, what do I, if, if I were in charge, if I were large and in charge, if I were president, (laughs) yeah. What would I do differently? And I realized I had to, in my thought process, I had to go all the way back to, well, what do I, what do I think is the most important thing or what maybe the top three important things for this project? And that took me to what do I value? Mm -hmm. What do I value for this situation and the relationships of all the people involved in this situation? And, um, I, I, it doesn't that's not a new thing but it's often a good reminder to to focus on and go back to what is valuable to me and how can I bring what I value into a situation where maybe my values don't align with the values of the people I'm involved with Mm -hmm. but how can I find the valuable things of God 
in the situation or in myself. Maybe there aren't any valuable situations in this situation. There've been some horrific things in the earth where there was no value in the situation. And yet people found within themselves places where they knew God was still true and God was still honor, uh, worthy to be honored and, and as in the value of humanity, the value of what we could bring light or love or purpose or truth, um, truth being anything that's, that's of God, you know, goodness or whatever, you know, you can like Victor Frankl, who I'm thinking of right now, mm-hmm. the world war two Jew who, um, was in an internment camp and, and found purpose in life and said, the one thing they Mm -hmm. can't take away from me is my own honor. And I think that's God. I think that's what, how God is manifested when we come into a, a understanding of our inner being of realizing what really is valuable and honorable. That is what is worthy and what is to be praised and what is, and who is, uh, worth thinking on and worshiping and okay, being so with in just relationship. To differentiate. So we all end up in situations in life that are better and worse. And what we're not talking about today per se is how do I make the situation better? How do we have better leadership? How do we have, and all those kind of things. It's I'm in a place where I can't fix it per mm-hmm, se. Mm-hmm. And maybe sometimes you can have some influence. You can do something about it, but that's not the point is fixing the situation. The point is, what are you going to do in the situation? Mm-hmm. Okay. Which a lot of people talk, you know, that's character. Okay. You know, I work at a school where we talk a lot about character education and it's doing that exact thing, instilling values into all of us, not just the students, but the people that have to work with the students that uh, bring out the character of a true human. Mm-hmm. which is good. Yeah. Which is absolutely good. There are, you know, the things that we are bent towards are life-giving things, fruit-bearing things. Mm-hmm. And, you know, using our mind to problem-solve, using our heart to have compassion and mercy towards other people, using our bodies to challenge uh, how far we can go in something disciplines all of those things those are all godly things those things Mm -hmm. are god yeah and so character is what we're really talking about and how do i how do i when i am in a situation where i really can't control uh uh, the situation I, i was thinking about the the defensive mechanisms of ourselves when we're in a situation that we feel is not either safe or good, or maybe it's even scary at some level. There's four things that our body naturally wants to do in defense: mm-hmm. fight or flight. Those are the two biggies. Freeze or, what, or faint. Uh huh. Fight or flight, freeze or faint. Mm-hmm. Those are the four things that are that we naturally want to do defensively to get away from the situation or the person that we feel is causing at some level some harm. Okay, my two big ones are, of the four are flight and freeze. 
Okay. So I either want to run away from the situation. Run away! <laughs> or I freeze and, and I get all of a sudden it feels like all my brains fall out of my head and I have nothing, no recourse or it's no way to the deer in the headlights. speak out what I know is true or anything. Those are, those are my two defensive mechanisms, which I am keenly aware of and I'm working towards overcoming in any given moment. So the situation that I'm in right now is... I'm choosing to be in this situation. So it is, it would be very easy for me to say, out of here. I'm done with this. Not going to do this anymore. It's too hard. This is too hard. Too much emotional stress. There's some stuff going on that doesn't align with my values. I don't really want to be a part of this anymore. Blah, 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 blah. There's some mm-hmm. stuff that makes my defensive mechanism take in your the toys and go home. challenge. Yep. In the challenge of the situation or the the uncomfortableness of the situation that's what's stirring up in me and i want to make sure it's understood this is not that this is a bad thing that you're in Mm -hmm. but the process or maybe how things are going in it are not all the stressors there they are the stressors of how things are necessarily handled and a lot of us go through that you know you have jobs you have a demo coming you got a project due you got something and the stress comes on and sometimes it's not handled well. Sometimes it's just hard because it's hard. Sometimes there are people that throw wrenches in the problem or don't help the problem that, or that cause a problem because of what they do in that and that, that increases the stress level. So this is kind of universal that we all have. And I think, I wanted to say, I think God, generally speaking, wants us to all live good, wonderful, pleasant lives. But part of our growth is when we're tested in these difficult things or when we're challenged in some manner. And I don't think it's God's always throwing nasty stuff at us to get us stronger. I think that's just the nature of life is we're going to go through hard stuff. The nature of anti-life. Yeah. The nature of the knowledge of the tree of the tree of knowledge of good and evil. And so the question that you're bringing today is, okay, for whatever reason, there is poopiness, there is stress, <laughs> there is things going on, whether whosoever it's in charge, whether it's coworkers, problematic people involved in the thing. People we not get, doing what you want them to do, yeah. people having a different vision for what you're all supposed to do and you can't get on the same page. Right. Um, and this can, this isn't, it's not just in work situations. Gosh, we face this even in our family. marriage and our family. Well, we don't ever have issues in our marriage, but. Because I bow to the king all the time. <laughs> Because I, I do whatever Becky wants. So, yes, dear. Yes, dear. So, no, we have issues once in a while. And yeah, it has and, happened. And, and that's what I'm saying. Like there isn't a situation in life where you aren't challenged at some level with right. something that feels uncomfortable or not right. quite how you want things to go. I mean, even monks, for Pete's sake, even hermits and people that live by themselves. <laughs> They have to somehow figure out how to live, how to find food, or how to manage themselves, you know, in a storm or whatever. Like there are challenges that have come onto the earth. That reminds me, there was a there was a Seinfeld episode where Jerry finally meets the perfect girl. She thinks like him; everything just matches up perfectly. And finally, he realized basically he's dating himself, and everybody's yeah, yeah, like, yeah. "This is really creepy. You're just dating you." <laughs> so basically, right? And then he kind of, yeah, it's like, yeah, that's how you avoid conflict. You, just you date yourself. Date yourself. You just stay with yourself. 
And but then even you find then you how get, boring you'll you are. be disappointed with yourself <laughs> exactly. sometimes. And you still have issues. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So I, I, my challenge to myself right now is where do I find, the, where it, can I align with my values, the things that I hold at deep, you know, in my core as important? Led by God, obviously, of, you know, why those things are important to me mm-hmm. and him. And then how do I manage that in my situation rather than com- feeling continually grumpy about the situation that I can't control? So is the goal just to do well or control it? What, what's the goal here? The goal is... I, what, what do you think? It's, what's the point? Well, I don't... I just threw that in there. Sorry, I'll catch off guard. No, because I think it's a different way of thinking. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want to think there is a goal. Okay. For me, it is. Well, and I, you, this is probably what you're going to call the goal. How how do I resettle my peace? Okay. How do I resettle my being in the situation and still being the inspiring person to the students that I want to be? Yeah. And the inspiring person to the adults that I want to be in my situation. Mm-hmm. How do I keep my character strong? How do I be, stay in the belief that people are good and inherently we have the, every opportunity, at every opportunity we have um, the ability to bring love, joy, peace, kindness, goodness, patience, self-control, uh, faithfulness, gentleness. Those are the fruits of the spirit. And every opportunity, we have the ability to do that and to bring those things into a situation and into my thought patterns. It's a transformation moment, quite mm-hmm. honestly. It's a place where what I what I want in myself and how I'm responding outside of myself need to be in better alignment. And I feel like just even having the thought this morning and the meditations that I had about it helped me recenter and helped me realign with the plumb line of truth that I know that I am I am in the right place at the right time even though it feels like I'm in a round square peg in a round hole I, you know where I feel like this is not a good fit for me I don't mm-hmm. think it, and, and obviously sometimes it's not a good fit and if you have the opportunity to move on do it yeah there's not that sense for me like I feel something growing inside of me of desire and perseverance and um, a, 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 the next level of metal, M-E-T-T-L-E, the, that place of, now I'm going to stand strong here. I'm going to stand mm-hmm. firm against the things that are coming against me, which isn't necessarily any person. The thing that's coming against me is my own defensive mechanisms mm-hmm. that say, this is BS, get out of it, you know? And that's what I have mm-hmm. to stand against and say, I, I don't think so. I think I get to stay here because I really do love what's happening in a lot of areas of it. There's just some situations that have come up where I realize I'm in a position where I can't, where I, I have to think differently and I have to get away from the freeze <laughs> mentality. You don't want to freeze? Okay. And, and take a minute and take a breath when I'm in a situation where I feel mm-hmm. like I don't know what to say here and take a breath and actually speak up and say, hey, can I have a second to think about this and let 
God's spirit aligned with my spirit <sighs> to know how to respond in the situation mm-hmm. instead of being reactive. Um, it, it's a it's a growth opportunity. Okay, because this I, I as we were talking, I kind of came up with a parallel thought that's been stirring in my head recently, which is what's the point of life? Because you know, if we go back to decade ago in church, you know, a lot of your emphasis is going to be glorifying God, winning souls, that kind of stuff, which, you know, I'm all for that. I'm not saying don't do that. And I'm against it. No, I'm that's all for it. But there's a point where you go, okay, so and then what, you know, and so it's kind of spent more time on like, well, what does it mean to live life? Is it just focusing on you know, glorify. And I think it's, it comes into, no, there needs to be relationship with God. You know, is God glorified in that? Absolutely. Is it, you know, and this, and this very much ties into what you're saying is what's the point of living life? And I think the answer is it's to live life. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I know that sounds kind of, there's some, it's like, yeah, meditate on that for a second. The point of life is to live life and the full life is to know God to see his presence in every situation to walk with him regardless of the good and the bad do we want better situations yeah I'd like better situations I don't want the high stress situations but if the high stress is too traumatic for me that might be an might might be an indicator on my relationship with God or how I'm handling that relationship or that situation with or without God. Is that too smoozy sounding? Not for me. (laughs) So, but it's an indicator if I'm too stressed. And so the question is, do I just need to bail? And, and there are times, uh, in, when we've talked about that certain relationships, you do need to bail. Okay. Yeah. That's uncommon, and that's usually there shouldn't be too many toxic people and situations in your life where you just have to bail and get away from them and be done with them. But that does happen. So then the bigger question is, all right, God, I'm in this situation I don't like. What are we going to do about it? Yeah, yeah. You know, and that's both a dependence on God and how do I, as a person of character that God is building in me, all that character and all that stuff, how do I respond? And also, how do I even relate and enjoy the presence of God, which is what Viktor Frankl talked about? Or even, I remember there's a story of a guy in China under the persecution there where um, the best part of his day was when he cleaned out the latrines. He was thrown down in the under the, you know, outhouses to shovel it out because that's when he got to sing and praise and just let his heart out with God verbally because it was the only place he could do that. And so to him, that was the the high point of his day. Mm -hmm. He he found God in the... Now, (laughs) that doesn't sound fun to me, but I also wasn't in the camp either. So... It's one of those where you got to find, you know, God in the situation. And it doesn't mean he's nebulously part of the situation. It means he's there. He is present. 
the presence so the the presence of the truth of what god brings to us and to the world that is always there not a change of circumstance not a change of position not a change of relationship mm-hmm. presence is always there right and and i won't go too far down that cuz i think we need a, a, another session on the difference between presenting and presencing uh, presence, <laughs> presencing <laughs> but uh, that is presenting the thing like, and being present fi- or, uh, t- taking so for me taking it like if somebody's coming at me with either a question or a mm-hmm. reaction or something and me saying i need a second here or two seconds to take a deep breath and listen to my heart and listen to what's going on and ground myself in for even just two or three seconds that is me tuning into the presence of God mm-hmm. and I in union together and me knowing the truth in that moment us to speak or not to speak. And if it is to speak, mm-hmm. what to say or to encourage right. or to exhort or whatever the thing it may be. And that is, I, f- I find, I find way more examples to be honest of God doing that with people in history and in, and through his, through Jesus then I find him actually um, fighting the situation and trying to make the situation better itself. Right. Most of the time, from the examples that we have in the Bible and then in our own lives, it's how do I be who I am supposed to be in a situation that isn't right. filled with God? Because I think it's easy for us to think of biblically and I'll say this is not a great biblical, but this is kind of growing up. I pray God pulls me out of this situation. And that's kind of our picture, because there is a lot of stuff about rescuing me and so forth, and he does. But I think there's a point where you look at David, he was out, I think, 17 years. I I never can remember the number. Between when God promised him, anointed him, and when he became king, and the vast majority of that time is being chased by Saul. Was he having a trauma every single day? No. But he had 17 years of what the heck is going on here. And there were days when it was like, oh, I might die today because Saul is coming up close. And he is. Was he rescued that day from that particular trauma? Yes. Was he rescued from the fact that Saul is still after him? No. That took 17, I'm saying 17, but I think it was that, that took 17 years of his life of where he wasn't, quote unquote, fully rescued out of and being brought to the place he was hoping to be or that he was called to be. But all that was going on in the meantime. Yeah, I think you can also take any of those stories, David's stories, children of Israel stories, Isaiah, any of those stories and whether or not you think they actually physically happened, being rescued is often being rescued from your state of mind that you Mm -hmm. are in this morning. To me, I feel like I was rescued from the bitterness that was starting to Mm. settle in with, I can't stay in this situation any longer. And that bitterness wanted that was the enemy. That was the thing pursuing Mm -hmm. me. And the rescuing was God saying, I'm here, find me here right. because I am here and rescuing you from your own 
from the things that are coming against you mentally, the things that are coming against you in your spirit. <sighs> presence is here. I'm here. God is saying, I'm, I'm, we're in union. We have right. not disconnected. We are disconnected in your mind because you're trying to figure out how to solve this as a problem. But it's really not your problem to solve. Really, what I have to do is change my thinking about what I bring into the situation mm-hmm. and how I don't get swayed by right. all the stuff that's swirling around me. Because you're can, in the same situation in your job too. Right. And we can amp. What happens is we can amplify the problem if we're not listening to God, doing it with God, because what happens is it becomes more hopeless sounding. It becomes more crisis sounding as opposed to saying, how do I, what's a reasonable way to respond? I had something where I had a demand was put on me by somebody. And basically I said, no, I'm not going to do that. And (laughs) That kept me from getting stressed out because it was somebody trying to put me in a stressful situation. And I just said, no. Yeah. And sometimes what happens is we need to learn how to say, no, this isn't going to work and I'm not going to do that. And to put your foot down. Sometimes you got to say, okay, and allow failure to happen sometimes you know so you just that's have the to point listen of to presence because we yeah. can't have we are not constantly in a framework where the same thing is going to happen every time the same right. solution is going to happen every time the right. point of presence is there are going to be different things that come against us all the time right and you have to be aware of what is needed in this situation of course jesus did that beautifully Every situation that he came into, he addressed, he he broke down so many systems and so many mm, scaffolds of layers of, well, this law says this, and this is how we always have to do this. And this is how Mm -hmm. we always have to think about this. And he said, no, you have to have presence. The point of God with him, him being complete union, God was to show, okay, I'm listening. I always do what the father is telling me. Yeah, I'm listening to the Father. I'm listening to my what's in my heart. And it wasn't a look up listening. It was a look in listening. Mm-hmm. He was listening and right. knew in any given situation what the truth of the situation needed to bear mm-hmm. and how to move in that situation. And sometimes he took himself out. Sometimes he flight, flighted. Sometimes, you know, <laughs> he, like they, they would come against him and he Yeah, they went to go like, kill him in Nazareth nope, and he's and like, he'd yeah, I'm out of here. Sometimes he'd address them. Sometimes he'd address the Pharisees. Sometimes he'd address the right. address the uh, disciples. Sometimes he'd address the person in need. Like that's, Sometimes you feel like a nut. Sometimes you don't. And I'm so. sure, I'm sure he... I'm sure the propensity to be frustrated when situations kept coming, kept coming, kept coming. I'm sure because of his humanness, he felt that pull of, dang it, I wish this could just be easy. And for once, I could just slide (laughs) by. Can have the easy one this time? Uh Yeah, I think that's kind of the point of if you actually read all the stories in the Old Testament, obviously the big one is God is faithful and takes care of you. But I think the secondary is... He doesn't do the same thing twice. And I think part of the reason is, one is there are different situations, but the other is God is not interested in you figuring out a formula for how to do everything. He does want you to be wise 
and have wisdom and skills and character and those kind of things. But he isn't interested in you having the formula Mm-hmm. For, oh, I'll just do this every time because the formula is non-relational with God. Mm-hmm. Formula is you saying, I don't need God anymore. I have it figured out. There is a good uh, uh, caveat with that. Okay. We're gonna... So consistency is, all, is good. Mm-hmm. Sure. And where Jesus was consistent was that he was always in tune with the Father in every situation his consistency was where's the truth in this situation so formula is not the same as consistency formula is not the same as um structure in character formula is saying i got the situations figured out and i know how to deal with all the situations and i don't need god every situation is going to go through this filter right that's basically a formula right that's basically where you say you know it's it would be like uh, taking a law like uh, don't murder mm-hmm. and then somebody steals something from a convenience store and them trying to put it through the don't murder law you know mm-hmm. that to me is a everything has to go through this system or through this mm-hmm. formula and that for sure is not <laughs> I mean that that seems so idiotic to us but I think that kind of thinking is is there and very prevalent in the church and in any religious system that everything has to go through. I got it all figured out. And the answer Mm -hmm. is, and I, and I think that's really important. There's a difference. Like I just said, there's a difference between wisdom and growing in maturity and thinking, I got it all figured out. Mm -hmm. We don't have it all figured out, but we do have some maturity. We do have some wisdom and we do have God. It's like you say on your birthday, you you think of it as getting less stupid. Yes, I, I'm not older. Hopefully, I'm less dumb. Yeah. <laughs> so, you just ha- you're just taking a little bit longer to think of the situation and to listen to Holy Spirit and know what you know and stick with what you know. Right. In that situation, for the you know whatever. Because it is, is okay to have certain that things that are formula. Like I know God is faithful, and somehow he's going to take care of this. Mm -hmm. That's an okay kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. But if you say, and he's going to do it this way, this way, this way, then you start getting on dangerous ground of presumptiveness. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, So the exhortation to myself mostly, and y'all are just listening and maybe you have a little encouragement too, um, is where are you in this situation, God, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and, um, find, so I'll just take a little segue here, um, to discipline and why disciplines help sometimes us to find, to come to that habit of listening to God and knowing what is true in any given situation. I know a discipline for me that it doesn't happen every day, but I'm finding more and more. I and I've talked about this a lot. I need alone time. I need quiet time. I need time with myself in union with God to hear. And mm-hmm. when I go several days without that, that's when I get super prickly because I find it harder to hear because all the other noises and things, I haven't taken the time to be in tune with myself. Mm-hmm. So the discipline of 
finding time and it's called a thousand different things by different people. So whatever discipline you have, where you take 10 minutes or a whole day or whatever, where you are truly listening to your heart. And, and for me, it, it doesn't involve Bible reading or prayer or anything. It is truly just a sit in quiet place and listen and let things come up and, and listen as things come up in my mind. Let give space for those things to um, be presented and then f- to be addressed in a godly way, in a in a manner that is true, in a way that really is life giving back to life. I want to live life. I can't live life if I'm constantly stamping out fires or constantly agitated in my spirit because something isn't set right. I have to I have to take the time to listen and go. What isn't setting right and then allow it to come out, which as Christians, we believe that's God talking to us. And, but, but I think it happens to everybody, whether they're Christians or not, they just don't acknowledge that it's God, it's whatever, Mm -hmm. but it is, it's inherent in all of us. We have the capacity to listen to the truth in our spirit and to move into that place instead of feeling like we have to, um, give in to our defensive mechanisms of fight or flight, faint, freeze or faint. Yeah. And I think actually probably that's a great idea there is it's important for you. I'm saying that to the listener to identify when is something wrong? You know, the, the, like if you're saying you get frustrated or you start to get irritated, you start to notice things and say, okay, what do I need to get back to? that I'm missing here so I can get, and I'll use more modern terms, recentered back into uh, a relaxed relationship, whatever you want to call it, but realize that something's going on here and I've let something loose. And so the maintenance is not being taken care of. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like your cars. You can let them go without maintenance a long time. And then you start going, there's something there's something wrong here. <laughs> it keeps slipping when I push on the gas pedal. Yeah. And you got to go, hmm, I think I need to deal with something here. Right. And it's learned. So it's number one, learn how to identify. And number two, it just probably more important is learn how to rejuvenate. What is it? You know, and you and I are different. I can, I need a certain, I mean, it doesn't have to be a long time, but I need time in the word, in the Bible. Mm-hmm. And it, a lot of it is just, I need to read a chapter. I need to kind of chew on it and just say, God, is there something in here that you need me either to show me, to see about you, to... And it just, it stimulates the conversation between me and God, I think, if nothing else. That's good. So it isn't necessarily... And you know, what happens is we can use some of those and they become religious, right? Well, you have to read your Bible every day. You have to pray this much every day. And it's like, no, never confuse the discipline for the reality of what's occurring. That's good. The discipline is the structure to help you do the things that are of value. The discipline is not what makes you holy, good, righteous, or anything else. Mm -hmm. It's a framework and a structure to help keep you doing the things that you like, that are meaningful and important and valuable in your life. Mm -hmm. So figure it out, which works for you. Yeah. Amen, brother. Okay, sister. (laughs) That's all I got. 
All right, then. We just... We ran out of roadway there. No, so I think we're good. I think, I think we're that's done. That's, we have that's achieved, the thought. We got our we destination. Got our goal. We, we have arrived at our destination. Thank you for flying Air Grace World. <laughs> Check your overhead baggage and please watch things may have shifted during this flight. <laughs> well, Hopefully there are some shifting. Funny, right? So. Hey guys, if you want to reach out to us, you can contact us uh, through email at podcast at grace.world. You can find us online at grace.world and subscribe to get our weekly email that says we have a podcast. Or you can call us at 1-833-85-GRACE or text us. Um, uh, and you can pray for us too, that we hey. just keep uh, chugging along here at Grace World and and have ideas. I mean, <laughs> we don't seem to tell. lack ideas, but mostly what you're just getting is, you know, how God is working in our lives. And, and that works for me, to be honest. But uh, if you have something else you want us to explore, we'd be happy to do that, too. Okay. We hope you have a great week. Happy October, everybody. It's October. We love you, and we'll see you again next time. Bye. 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 Bum, 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 bum. Bum.